Hello, this is David Nakao Wilcoxon. This audio is from a Revelation Timeline Decoded YouTube video series that I made in 2021. The videos were very low tech, mostly me reading what's on the screen, so you're not missing much in the audio version. The Revelation Layers Chart and Summary PDFs that I refer to in the videos can be found at www.revelationtimelinedecoded.com. Enjoy the lesson. Hello Set Apart Saints, this is David, and in this video, I'm going to talk about how the enemy is creating scenarios to make it seem like their false futuristic narrative of prophecy is being fulfilled. Their false script is based on a futuristic 70th week of Daniel 9. They say that Daniel 9.27 points to a one-man antichrist who will make a seven-year peace agreement with Israel. After three and a half years of relative peace, the antichrist will enter the rebuilt Jewish temple desecrate it, and proclaim to be God. Then there will be three and a half years of great tribulation, during which the seals, trumpets, and vials of revelation will be fulfilled. But all of that is a false narrative, as it's based on a faulty foundation, a supposed end times 70th week of Daniel 9. They perverted the 490-year prophecy by inserting a 2,000-year time gap in between the 69th and 70th week, which is absurd. The 70th week of Daniel 9 is about Messiah's multi-year ministry and is confirming the everlasting covenant that was mentioned in Daniel 9.4 to atone for our sins. So it's not about the end times. And I proved that out in the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded YouTube videos and in the book, which you can request a free PDF copy of on the website. In the Revelation Timeline Decoded videos and book, I proved that most of the prophecies in Revelation have been fulfilled during the last 1900 years and you can request a free copy of the book summary. The historicist's explanations invalidate the enemy's false futuristic prophecy fulfillment explanations. But sadly, the enemy has deceived many saints in the end times by programming their minds through repetitive exposure to the futuristic explanations through Hal Lindsey, the Left Behind books and movies, John MacArthur's study Bible, etc., etc. It's only during the last few centuries that the false futuristic prophecy fulfillment explanations have taken hold in the church. As before that, the saints believe that the prophecies in Revelation have been in the process of being fulfilled since the first century. In the 19th century, theologians Henry Grattan Guinness and E.B. Elliot wrote books to try to counter the futuristic explanations as they were starting to take hold. The enemy created the false script to deflect blame away from the popes of Rome as the Protestant reformers all rightly proclaim that the office of the papacy, the popes of Rome, fulfill Bible prophecy as the little horn of Daniel 7, the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians 2, and the beast of Revelation 13, who leads the harlot church of Rome. Messiah's saints rejected the futuristic explanations for a few centuries, but the enemy took persistent action to hide the historicist explanations and promote their futuristic ones. The enemy has been so effective that the majority of believers are now misled about prophecy fulfillment. So let's go through the talking points of the false futuristic script to see how the enemy is making it seem like they are being fulfilled. So the false script features an antichrist making a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. So in order to make that seem like a reality, the enemy pushed false narratives during their contrived World War I and World War II to justify the creation of the Zionist state of Israel. The futurist explanation is that there will be a pre-tribulation rapture of the saints before the seven-year tribulation, and then Yah the Heavenly Father will deal with the Jews for seven years. But the concept of a future dispensation period for the Jews is a false narrative. 
Messiah's Ecclesia of Saints is built on the foundation of believing Jews, as 3,000 Jews believed on the day of Pentecost, and more were added daily. So the foundation of Messiah's Ecclesia, his temple, was built with Jews. His Ecclesia is made up of believing Jews and Gentiles. Since the false futuristic explanations point to a one-man Antichrist entering a Jewish temple to proclaim to be God, the creation of Zionist Israel leads to endless speculation about rebuilding the temple. They have their controlled media announce that the Jewish rabbis have prepared the temple instruments to carry out their priestly duties. In the last few years, we've seen that some Jews made animal sacrifices in Jerusalem, making it seem like it will take place in the temple soon. Every few years, we see announcements that the perfect red heifer has been found. It was in the news a few months ago that six perfect red heifers were found in Texas, which were being sent to Israel. They announced plans for the temple and caused people to make declarations that the Muslim mosque have to be removed. But the mosques are on the mount where Roman Antonia Fortress used to be, not where the temple was located. And here's an overhead image of that. Here's where you see the mosque. And this used to be Roman Antonia Fortress, which overlooked all the city around here. And it overlooked the temple. So the temple was south of where the fortress was. And right here, you can see the Wailing Wall. So the Wailing Wall is part of Roman Antonia Fortress. The temple was right here. And as you can see, there's a street running through that place. And there's not one stone, even of the foundation, left upon another. So Messiah's declaration was fulfilled in exacting detail. And it proved that out in the Olivet Discourse Decoded, Not One Stone Study. Pointing to the need for a rebuilt Jewish temple, in which a one-man Antichrist declares to be God, serves to deflect blame away from the Antichrist beast popes of Rome, who have already proclaimed to be God on earth. In order to reinforce their false futuristic narrative about a supposed one-man in-times Antichrist, they position people to seem like they could be the Antichrist. Given that the narrative starts with the Antichrist making a seven-year peace agreement with Israel, the enemy causes people to seem to be the one who will accomplish it. They had Donald Trump proclaim that he could broker an Israel peace deal. They used Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, who practices Judaism, attempt to make a peace agreement with Israel. And they've had Benjamin Netanyahu allude to being willing to sign a peace agreement. The enemy in Rome uses frontmen to promote their agenda, to deflect blame away from the general, and to make the frontmen seem like the Antichrist. This includes people like Bill Gates, who they made rich via Microsoft, to promote their pharmaceutical sorcery, to control and reduce the world population. They use people like George Soros to fund things like Black Lives Matter and Antifa to cause chaos and division. They're using Klaus Schwab to gather world leaders together to push their World Economic Forum agenda. They propped up Elon Musk as the frontman of many different companies, including SpaceX and Starlink, which are putting thousands of satellites in orbit to track people around the world. Neuralink, which aims to integrate the human brain with AI. And OpenAI Research Company. Add in that he supposedly runs Twitter, Tesla Motors, SolarCity, and The Boring Company. And you see that his control is supposedly vast and some people think he's the Antichrist. But he's just a puppet playing a role to further the agenda of the general in Rome. Some people think that the Antichrist will be Jewish, perhaps pretending to be Messiah, like we see right now with a man named Yanuka Rav Shlomo Yehuda. And this serves to deflect blame away from the Antichrist beast popes of Rome. In order to reinforce their false futuristic narrative about a supposed one-man Antichrist, they use 666 numbers and symbols to make people think that they point to the one-man Antichrist. Jared Kushner's Kushner Company's office is located at 666 Fifth Avenue in New York. 
They proclaim that people's names compute to 666 in Hebrew and Greek, making them seem like they're the Antichrist. This serves to deflect blame away from the Antichrist beast popes of Rome, whose title is Vicar of Christ, which in Latin is Vicarius Fidei Dei, which equates numerically to the number 666. In order to reinforce their false futuristic narrative, they position things to look like the mark of the beast, such as barcodes, facial recognition, an RFID tattoo, or chip, the CVVX as it changes DNA. Though we should resist pharma solutions, especially the CVVX as it's part of the sorcery that Messiah points to in Revelation 18.23, it's not the mark of the beast. Sadly, many people are paying a heavy price for their ignorance about the CVVX. CVVX mandates affected people's ability to work and shop at stores, and this association makes it seem like the mark of the beast. Complying by getting the CVVX and wearing masks conditioned people to compromise their rights to join with the one world government in the name of saving the world, in the name of peace and safety. This serves to deflect blame away from the Antichrist beast popes of Rome. As the mark of the beast is revering, mark on the forehead, your thoughts, and obeying, mark on the right hand, your actions, the Antichrist beast pope. Speaking of the mark of the beast, Seventh-day Adventists teach that going to church on Sunday is the mark of the beast, as they contend that the Antichrist beast pope changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. The SDA Church is the only denomination that teaches the historicist narrative of prophecy fulfillment, and I think that it's been infiltrated by the General Society of Satan in Rome. They teach that the USA is the earth beast of Revelation 13, which serves to deflect blame away from the false prophet Jesuit superior general, who rose to power out of the earth, out of the land of the previous beast pope, out of the Vatican, in Rome. And I proved this out in the Antichrist and False Prophet Beast of Revelation 13 video, and I'll provide a link to that. Regarding the Sabbath, neither Saturday nor any day on the pagan Roman calendar can be the Sabbath, as scripture declares that there are three types of days, not two. Scripture declares new moon days, work days, and Sabbath days, which invalidates the concept of a continuously repeating six workday, one day Sabbath cycle. And there was no such thing as Saturday when Messiah carried out his ministry, as the Romans observed an eight-day calendar at the time, with the days named after letters of their alphabet. So saying that Messiah observed the Sabbath on Saturday is a false association. It wasn't until later in the first century that the Romans also started using a seven-day week, but Saturday was the first day of the week. Then in the fourth century, Constantine officially switched to the seven-day week and made Sunday the first day of the week. So there's no way to say that Saturday has always been the seventh day of the week. And from a logical viewpoint, do we really think that Yah the Heavenly Father is going to condemn people for meeting together to praise Him, to pray to Him, to fellowship with other believers, and learn about Him and His beloved Son who died for our sins, because they supposedly do it on the wrong day? No. Do people go to church on Sunday because the Antichrist Beast Pope told them to? No. That said, the enemy in Rome is playing out their climate change agenda to make more laws and push the world into their one world government. So they may make a Sunday law that people should rest to supposedly save the planet. And this would reinforce the false teaching that going to church on Sunday is the mark of the beast. But it's a false narrative to deflect blame away from the true mark of the beast, revering and obeying the Antichrist beast pope. The SDA church should be spending their money and efforts on evangelizing 1.3 billion Catholics who have the mark of the beast on them as they revere and obey the Antichrist beast pope as their leader. The bottom line of this video is that the temple of 2 Thessalonians 2 and Revelation is Messiah's ecclesia of saints, as Messiah is the cornerstone, the disciples the foundation, and the saints are the stones which make up the walls. 
there is no scriptural justification for a rebuilt Jewish temple. The Bride of Messiah is called Holy Jerusalem. So Revelation is talking about the Holy City, whose citizens have a covenant relationship with the Father through the Son. The focus is not on the physical city of Jerusalem in Zionist Israel, the office of the papacy, the popes of Rome, fulfill Bible prophecy, as the little horn of Daniel 7, the son of perdition of 2 Thessalonians 2, the beast of Revelation 13, who leads the harlot church of Rome. So we're not looking for an end times one-man antichrist. And the mark of the beast is revering and obeying the antichrist beast pope, as Revelation is about the spiritual battle between the Satan-empowered leaders of the Roman beast kingdom the Antichrist Peace Pope, and the false prophet Jesuit Superior General who fight against Messiah and his saints. Thank you for listening to this Revelation Timeline Decoded audio. You can request a free copy of the Revelation Timeline Decoded summary PDF or order a printed copy of the book, which explains it in detail, at revelationtimelinedecoded.com. I love y'all. Shalom.